The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Josh. Welcome to another episode of the Ectoplasm Show. So we're doing things a little different again this week. Uh, Dr. Feelgood and myself are not feeling up to snuff. Um, so we decided that we were going to uh, do another throwback episode. This is definitely one of my favorites as well. Uh, but it's when Jason was fairly new to the show... Um, I don't even know if he was like a permanent staple in the show yet, but I don't think so. Um, it was between Jason and, of course, my buddy Mike. Uh, we start talking all sorts of fun uh, conspiracy things and all that fun stuff. So definitely one of my favorite episodes. I hope you guys enjoy it. We will see you guys next week with brand new content, and we will talk to you soon. Peace out. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh, and joining me today for the show, we have uh, my good friend Jason on the phone, and we have my good friend Mike Rowell sitting in uh, in studio or around my dining room table, whatever you want to call it. So, um, you know, a couple a couple shows ago, or maybe it was the last show, I don't know, um, I mentioned the fact that we are going to be making some changes, uh, pretty significant changes, to the Ectoplasm show. And I'm very excited about all of this. Um, but one of the uh one of the the changes, so to speak, uh, is we're going to try to do this once uh, once a month. We are going to do a show entirely on uh, conspiracies, conspiracies and things like that. Because, I mean, let's face it, it's a big part of the paranormal is the conspiracies. And I we're not going to go like full tinfoil hat on this, but we're going to probably be damn close at times, I think. So, <laughs> so yeah, um, there's a definite... Um difference between talking about it and bringing up points and ideas and believing in all of it right and so it, it it'll be interesting i think um so today what we're gonna do and first before i get into this if you guys want to drop us a line ectoplasm show at gmail.com at ectoplasm show on twitter and the ectoplasm show on facebook as well um but now let's let's jump into this what we're gonna do is kind of a uh this is going to be a gigantic melting pot of conspiracies. Things that we're going to touch on briefly. Um, and then we can pick and choose. You know, we'll give a brief synopsis of the conspiracy theory. And then we will uh, kind of pick and choose the shows that we want to do from there. You know. Um, so, <clears throat> Mike, let me ask you first. Is there any conspiracy theory out there? That you think you would like to cover? Uh, probably the Sandy Hook. Like, okay. 
Now, conspiracy. Give us a brief little synopsis of that for the people that don't know what the Sandy Hook conspiracy is. Okay, Sandy Hook um, was the shooting a couple years ago at a elementary school in Connecticut, and there's a conspiracy theory going on around out there that it never happened and it was just a huge government lie to who knows bring about some sort of reform gun control reform and uh that's a pretty big one going out there right now and i mean for the most part though they were saying that it was more or less like a training exercise a training exercise um you know there's actually a couple of videos on youtube uh each one's about a half hour long that if you watch them um they make some very very good points one one point is the actual shooter didn't even exist like he wasn't even a student in that uh in that uh school um you know the fact that the school was torn down literally you know two days later after everything was um all after the news finally went away the school was torn down i had not heard that um the fact that you know no ambulances no paramedics were allowed to even go inside the building um you know, just a bunch of weird weird little tidbits and uh well, the, uh, those videos on youtube definitely will open your eyes if you ever watch those that'll be that'll be very interesting to see um and to kind of go over and touch on um i should say though like that's <clears throat> excuse me that's going to be a very controversial topic it's a very touchy subject it is a touchy subject because you're talking about nothing but kids you know kids are involved and in by no means at all are we ever going to set out just to piss people off like we don't want to do that we're not going to be callous bastards or anything like that but we're we're, we're going to present fact yeah we're not saying that we believe these conspiracy theories we're just uh giving you knowledge that these actually exist and are out there and we will counterpoint um, some of these theories and just kind of give our own ideas to them. I think that's a good idea. I think it's a safe play. <laughs> now, Jason, have you you've heard obviously the Sandy Hook stuff? Yeah, and we actually i I gave you a few little tidbits of that when I had uh, when I got cut off by the government that I, one time. Yes, dude, it was Mike. You never heard that episode, did you? Uh, no, I did not. Okay, so we were talking. Uh, Jason and I were talking exactly how we are now uh, via the phone and it was a little messed up because we started talking about the government uh, specifically and the phone call cut out in in a very weird fashion and I just let the the tape roll here you know I just let it go but uh, it was weird like it was very weird and we couldn't every time we tried to call each other back we couldn't get through and and as i was talking to him at one point his phone was actually calling me again like it was weird i have no idea how the hell that can happen if i'm already on the phone with the dude so it was weird though it was very weird and then then at the end of the episode jason says so if you don't hear from me next week you'll know that you know they got me you know and all this stuff but the fucked up thing is like i got on and did a show like a show that I already had in the can and I just posted it. And so Jason wasn't on the next week. <laughs> and so I'm sure a few people out there were like, Oh my God, he's dead. Like he, they got him. He's gone. <laughs> but yeah, so on hand on Sandy hook, 
uh, let's see, in that episode I mentioned the connection between his father's, his father and uh, James, James Holmes, Holmes, the guy that in the Aurora shooting. Right. Their fathers knew each other. Yeah, they knew worked, each other, right. They were both lawyers and worked a huge, I don't, I don't have it written down, but it was a, a huge case together a national case together a couple of years before the shootings it's odd that they i mean yeah it's a coincidence people lawyers work together all the time but two of these people had sons that committed mass shootings yeah close together i mean and that is weird too that is absolutely weird but there was you know, there was one video that I think, Mike, I think it was you that told me to watch. You told me to watch it. And it was like uh, news cameras. It was a press conference. But it was the setup for the press conference oh, where, man. you know, people were just kind of standing around. And the dads were laughing. The dads were laughing and, and all, having a great time. And, and then like, oh, bang. Hey, they're we're like, on. we're going live in three, two. And it was amazing to see their facial reactions change from smiles to that of like sorrow. Like, they were paid actors almost. And I'm watching this going, like, what the hell just happened? And then you got that lady that happened to be at Sandy Hook, you know, and then also um, at the Boston bombing. Like, the exact same lady. Right. But with a totally different name. But with a different name yeah. and all of yeah. that. And there's a lot of that. And, you know, that's that's kind of the stuff that we're going to save, I think, for that episode. You know, we'll yeah. really there's dive also, into that, too. Um, one other thing that I saw a video of and I almost I think I almost remember it happening when it was live there was two other people that were chased and tackled through the woods outside of the school really after the shooting yeah on the north side they have yeah, from north. a helicopter chasing this guy down and tackling him in the woods and then there was some kids that talked about person being arrested and handcuffed and hauled off in the parking lot outside what? the school. Yep. My, my favorite part is the way the kids uh, in the school didn't even know what was going on. Like, they just, they said they heard some st- stuff, but they kept making it sound like, the media kept saying, did it sound like gunshots? Did it, you know, like, did it sound, yeah. Yeah, then they kept kind of trying to force them to say it, and uh, the gun, you know, they said it was an assault rifle, but the gun they pulled out of the car was a shotgun. Uh, you know, it was yeah. you know, it was just it, nothing makes sense. There, there's a lot of non-making sense points to that story. Wow, that is crazy stuff. Um, and like I said, that'll be a fun that'll be a fun topic to touch on. Um, yeah, that's one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's also one that has many ties to a lot of other ones as well. Oh yeah, the the false flag kind of operations. And in um, Sandy Hook is a you know a broader thing of my conspiracy personal conspiracy theory that our media is just paid off to cover up you know stories to you know so we don't care about anything anymore we just care about cecil the lion and uh <laughs> and not you know five marines getting shot on our soil that right. happened a week before you know it's just i don't know so what you're you're saying is that there's always something kind of behind the curtain going the on curtain. that the media is trying to pull attention away from the the well, problem is they, yeah i mean they can one do that controversy after another 
There really you don't is, have time man. Time to discuss and think about one until the next one comes. Exactly. And then you're distracted and you don't go back to the previous controversy. All right. So now let's okay, because we could talk about this all all freaking day long. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stop that right there. Now let's, uh, Jason. Right. I want to hear from you. Like, uh, what's another of your favorite conspiracy theories? Okay, now this is one that's it's quite old, and oh, um, but it also has ties to recent events, and that is the Pearl Harbor advanced knowledge theory. They had the same conspiracy. Well, not they weren't the same people, obviously, but the the conspiracies theory of Pearl Harbor mirror in many ways nine eleven. Really? The, that the government knew it was coming. Certain people in the government knew it was coming and didn't prevent it because they wanted to go to war. Yeah, not only did they... They wanted to go into war. Yeah, not only did they not prevent it, they were actually um, part of the plan. Like, helped them kind of do it, too, is what yeah. I heard on so 9-11. Basically, like, helped them kind of orchestrate this Terror- terrible yep. event? Because they needed the... Needed the the mass people's uh, approval, if you would, to go to war. Basically. So basically, have a horrific event, rile up the American people by saying, "Let's go get their asses," and then they freaking go. It gives them a an excuse to go to war. Well, yeah, and I mean, I I'm a big fan of World War Two. Oh yeah, research, like history and. Um, my family is from Germany, so I have that tie with it. Sure. Um, and the whole occult side of Hitler and all of that. But that's that's interesting part. stuff too. The occult um, stuff in his or Hitler. That's that's really interesting stuff. So Japan was a formidable force in Japan and through the Philippines, right? But it it. For me, personally, when I think about it, it kind of defies logic that they would try to attack us. Yeah, yeah. Because they were very good at defending themselves. But I don't know, like, they say that they went on the offense because they felt like they they had to pick a side, so they just decided. But right. to attack the, the country that's not in the war and that provoking what turned out to be the country that ended the war... It, right, it's unfathomable to me that they would decide to do that on their own. Right, exactly. Um, I don't know. Like, it's very interesting to talk about, and that you know, and that's another thing that we can talk about too is, um, like the whole nine eleven thing because there is a huge camp of people out there that said, you know, we we knew this was coming, or at least a very yeah. select few people knew this was coming, and. You know, for that to happen, number one, it takes a gigantic orchestration of of things, you know, to go down. Um, you, in number one, you're going to have to have a very select few powerful people involved. Um, well, even if even if they weren't directly involved in the planes or right. or whatever, right? They're like. When I grew up, I wanted to be an architect. Okay. And I also I studied it a little bit. and uh, But I do know that there's, there's a documentary out, and they make a very compelling case. It's called 
architects and engineers or whatever yeah. from the 9-11 truth, and they go into detail that the collapse of the buildings shouldn't have happened the way that it happened just right. from a couple of planes. And honestly, I would totally agree. I mean, it looks like a planned detonation, man. If you ever, if you it ever, does. if you ever see any kind of detonation, controlled detonate, demo, it, yeah. it looks exactly like it just collapsed, folded in on itself, fell straight down, and falls straight down, and no other building was damaged. Now, it, it is interesting though that you you bring this up because you know the World Trade Towers or whatever, once they fell, I don't know how many hours passed. But Building 7, World Trade Center Building 7 actually collapsed as well and was not even, I mean, it was close to the thing, yeah. but it was not damaged in any way, shape, or form, and then it collapsed and in a very similar fashion to the other to the Twin Towers. In a memory yeah, Building it, 7 has its own story about what's in there and yep. why it fell and and, this, this, not not necessarily from the damage from the other building, but why they would have taken that building out as well. Oh, this because is something I haven't it, heard yet. Yeah, it's definitely Building Seven. Who ever heard of that? I mean, exactly the other two buildings with the symbol and what was, it was the target, right? And yeah, it could just be that it was damaged. But I've heard plenty of theories, and I don't have them written down in front of me. There's, there's, there was a certain company and certain government offices in that building that yeah that they wanted to get rid of, and it was just a side thing. Well, and it was well. funny though because I remember watching uh, news broadcasts when they said Building Seven had just collapsed with a live shot of New York City behind them, literally in smoke. But what you can clearly see is Building Seven still standing behind the reporter, and you're like. What the hell are these people talking about? Because there it is right there. You know, it hadn't fallen yet. And yet they're yeah. reporting on the fact that it had. You know, and the knowledge that Bush had within like seconds of it after, you know, it happening, everything happening. I mean, it just it just all happened so fast, but we knew so much about it within like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, ugh. well, there's another there's another tie to 9-11 to these other things we've already kind of mentioned. Yeah. Uh, on 9-11 and during the Boston bombing and even in the little town of, where Connecticut, um, in New, Connecticut. New, was it New Sandy Hook? New, was, new Newsport? Or I, don't, I don't remember. Don't matter. I don't remember. What? We're trying to figure out what it was called. Oh, Sand, I don't remember what the name of the town yeah, was. But anyways, we. there were, in different capacities... On 9-11, there was a war game going on. On Boston bombing, there was an actual FBI operation that was a practice exactly. for a bombing of the Boston bomb exactly. or Boston Marathon. And in Sandy Hook, there was actually a staging close by where they were doing practices for a school shooting. That's awesome. Now, the, now the one in 9-11, it was a war game conducted by NORAD that was specifically to deal with planes flying into buildings. It's right. part of their excuse why it took so long to respond. To respond, exactly. That would be so confusing because people didn't know if it was... People outside of New York City before it made the news knew if it was real or not. They thought it was part of the war. They thought it was part of the, the exercise. Yeah. Yes. Now, that's... I could see why that's confusing, but what a perfect time to to orchestrate something like that. 
but my thing is, if jet fuel can't, you know, melt steel, <laughs> right? Uh, but yet we found their uh, IDs, the the two uh, pilots in a in a in the rubble of yeah, you know, huge. At, that's that's the one thing I've never understood about nine eleven is everything else got absolutely obliterated except these two little picture IDs of these two <laughs> pilots yeah. in these planes. I've also, like, I've never understood, like, they, they, they gave a reason of the reason they, they shipped off the metal was, or cleaned it up as fast as they did overall was to get the star out of there, you know, to get off their minds or whatever. Yeah. But most of that, most of that steel was loaded directly onto ships and sold to China. Exactly, wasn't even investigated. Right, exactly. I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of messed up. So now we're gonna move on to another topic. What's uh, your favorite? Like I said, the, theory, this is Josh. my favorite. This one is my favorite conspiracy theory. And uh, Jason, you and I have talked about this. Mike, I know you and I have had conversations about this too. But uh, my favorite conspiracy thing has nothing to do with like government whatsoever but it has to do with our moon and the fact that people out there say that our moon is actually a spaceship um and you know there's there's some weird documentation type things out there uh specifically the the transcribed conversations had by neil armstrong buzz aldrin during the apollo 11 mission that you can find right now. If you go to uh, like NASA's website or whatever, you can pull these uh, things up. And they're talking specifically about hearing things underneath the surface that are moving. Uh, they're also talking about a, a spacecraft over on a crater's edge that is seemingly watching them. You know, kind of saying, okay, that's far enough, guys. You know, you can, you can be here, but that's far enough. And, you know, they actually snapped... Like three photographs of this craft on the crater's edge. They they actually do have photographic evidence of this, and you can find that. You can find these photographs. Um, but it's it's very interesting to me also because that when they uh, when they land like these lunar capsule type things or whatever on the moon, they have to due to the fact that there's like zero gravity, you know, or very small amount of gravity they have to thrust down with such amount of force to really dig into that surface so they don't just bounce off the moon you know so they have to really thrust downward to really make it stick now when they did this the the moon rang like a like a giant bell rang and reverberated literally to the point where they were shaking and it said it did this i mean it literally rang for an, a matter of hours so you have a gigantic bong and then uh, a uh, a reverberation effect for a matter of hours suggesting that the moon is hollow and that it is more or less not necessarily a spaceship but more or less a space station you know but that is one of the things that I've always found very, very interesting is our moon. You know, it's the exact distance away that we can have like this really beautiful lunar eclipse type stuff and solar eclipses. And it fits almost perfectly inside of the sun when it gets to this. It looks like it fits just perfectly. It's, you know, a, a, a perfect circle as well. And 
we all know this. Nowhere in nature does a perfect circle really truly exist. You know, it's just all of these weird freaking things that all um, add up to, like, what the hell uh, is going on. There is, there's anomalies in the moon in the sense of its gravity. It's not, there's different parts of the moon that have different gravity than other parts of the moon. Yeah. light, but NASA actually figured this out because the second time, the second time they went to the moon, well, I don't remember which mission it was, but it was this. They put a satellite around the moon, and then the second satellite they put around the moon crashed uh. into the moon. And they figured out that there are certain pockets of the ground that are denser and cause higher gravity. That's interesting. And they had accounted for that. That's interesting. I had not heard that uh, before. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. They haven't really had an explanation for why there's. They they know that it that the rock is denser, or whatever it is is denser, but they don't really know why it's not why? at the core of the planet. Well, that's interesting, though, huh? No, I'm gonna have to look into that a little more. Isn't there also like some supposedly a door, like you know, like when it gets well, in the right? There ink? was. It was many years ago. Like they were talking about, um, like one of those. I don't know, like a, a Google. Like how Google Earth is. They had like a Google Moon or some shit like that. I don't know. Or it might have been just NASA that was beaming back these freaking um, pictures. Um, supposedly, you know, real time type photographs or whatever. But the Internet freaking like blew up because at the base of the moon, there was a small opening that kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And light seemed to be emitting from this hole in the moon. And it was opening up like a like an aperture on a camera. And so then those those pictures were quickly, you know, taken down and all that. But, I mean, it was crazy, crazy stuff. So I don't know if that was something that was actually going on or if that was, like, some trick of the light, maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was it was definitely interesting to see some of these photographs. I haven't seen that. But I do know that Google Earth has all kinds of glitches all over it. So they probably right, exactly. have glitches on Google Moon. But that doesn't mean, I mean... That could be an explanation for it. Wow. But, and I mean, and I don't remember, like I said, I don't remember what it was. If it was Google, Moon, or if it was, like I said, NASA doing some yeah. kind of a, a live feed type thing. Like, they do that every once in a while. So, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely interesting. Now, um, Mike, I'm going to go back to you, my friend. And I'm going to ask you another what another conspiracy theory that interests you would be? You thinking about it? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I just off head uh, JFK. I was going to say, yeah, JFK is one of my faves. Yeah. yeah and, and the JFK thing, like we could literally talk for weeks. I think on that. And get nowhere. And get zero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And get nowhere. <laughs> But I mean, it's, um, that's, I don't know. JFK was kind of my introduction to conspiracy. Um, I remember sitting, it was like in an eighth grade or ninth grade history class. And I freaking loved my history teacher because he, he, he taught with such a passion that it was almost like you had no choice but to be interested in this. And I mean, it was amazing. 
And once we got to the the whole JFK thing, you know, he flat out started talking about this conspiracy type crap. And um, we ended up watching the movie JFK. We had to get per- permission from our parents. You know, they had to sign his paper and all that stuff because of the language. And, you know, the Zapruder film is in there, which is very, very graphic. Um but yeah, I remember watching JFK, which is, I mean, that movie is just, it's amazing, but it's like a melting pot of conspiracy theory, you know? <laughs> um, but I do remember that. Uh, so, I mean, that was really my introduction into conspiracy. And from there, I've been hooked, you know, especially with JFK. Um, it's good stuff. It's, it's definitely good stuff. Jason, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Okay. I heard that, though. I've heard a few weird clicks and stuff. Like clicking? I don't know. There's a few weird noises, but... uh, Okay. Who knows? It's the the government. The government's listening (laughs) to the the Peasley little ectoplasm show. (laughs) Making waves. (laughs) We're making waves, guys. (laughs) Making waves. (laughs) Um, I don't know, but as far as JFK and everything is concerned, I, I have no idea. What I do know is he's going to be a hard one to cover. Not in that there's definitely plenty of stuff out there, but most people know most of that stuff already. I mean, if we talk about it, I don't know if we'll be bringing much new to people listening. Right. And that's kind of the problem. You know, there really isn't much new new theories out there. Um, well, even if um, it's not it's not necessarily new stuff, because if we talk about Pearl Harbor, that's not new stuff, but it's stuff people probably don't know about. Exactly. But yeah, they, JFK they, stuff is so well known that we would have to find something pretty obscure that for most people not to have heard that. Right. Yeah, Pearl, Pearl Harbor, everybody knows, you know, the event happened. Everybody knows, you know, but they don't know much of the backstory. JFK, everyone knows the event happens. But everyone knows it was Oswald, supposedly, and Ruby, and, you know, I just, they know a lot of the back, you know, scene information. And I think, you know, maybe if we did something like that, if we did happen to cover JFK, maybe we could do more or less like a timeline type thing. What happened at this time with these people, and at the same time, yeah. what was going on with these people who were involved, and and do a timeline type show or whatever, and then... Which would raise questions in itself. It would be a different approach. I, I just one thing I love about J, the JFK thing is, well, not JFK. Follow me here. Uh, Abraham Lincoln's my favorite president, and just the connections between JFK and Lincoln are outstanding. You know, I think yeah. it was funny because Mike uh, sent me this photo the other day, and Jason, I actually forwarded it on to you. Now, Mike, what is what does the the picture say? It's it's. Okay. Lincoln and JFK side by side. Side by side. And then it says there are only two presidents who have ever attempted to end the Federal Reserve Banking Cartel. And they were happen to be both the same, Lincoln and JFK. And then on the bottom of the picture, it says, what else do they have in common? <laughs> what else do they have in common? Huh? They actually have a lot. They do have a lot. <laughs> a lot. It I've, is ridiculous. I've read a list of like 30 different things of mathematical things that line up. Yeah dates that line up all kinds of stuff that's strange <laughs> and it is it. it is weird how all of that kind of just i don't know 
if it's all obviously it's a coincidence yeah but. how uh jfk was born in the theater and died in the car and, Le- and lincoln was born in a car and died in the theater <laughs> yeah something like i hadn't heard that but i mean that's very very cool very very cool but i don't know so okay let's get off let's get off the jfk topic <laughs> okay uh i got another one you got another one paul mccartney is dead and he was replaced <laughs> oh that is a big one that is a big one. Um, supposedly, he died in a car crash back in, what, the 70s? Yeah, in the 70s. And was replaced by a lookalike. Before Abbey Road, if I remember. Before the Abbey Road album. And that's is that the album... That they walk across the street. Well, yeah, that they're walking across the street, but it's also the album where specifically, like, those... Uh, what is it? The the hidden things in the, in the songs. songs yep. That says like Paul is dead and, and things of that like nature. You play it backwards or something. Yeah, I think it's you have to play it backwards. I, I don't know. I think you have to play a certain part of the song backwards, and it'll say like Paul is dead and some weird shit like that. But I don't know. That's one I've heard of before, but I don't. I don't. I don't really look much into it. Me neither. I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles. I I don't mind the Beatles. Call me un-American. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Get it? It's a joke. Oh, I got it. No, we got the joke. It's a fucking terrible joke. We got it. You're laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing, yes. Oh, my gosh. No, I was more of a Beach Boy fan. I enjoy the Beach Boys. Don't shake your head at me, you dirty son of a bitch. Do not speak ill of the Beach Boys. What was your favorite song, Kokomo? No. I don't know what my favorite song is. I enjoy. I celebrate their entire catalog. Rosy. (laughs) I I celebrate their entire catalog. I I am a Beach Beach Boys Boys fan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, we are terrible, terrible, terrible. Now, Jason, I know you have a couple others in your in your bag of. I have a couple others that we could touch on real quick. Yeah, absolutely. um, That people may not have heard of some of them. Um, Hidden codes on road signs. What? Specifically highway signs for the military what? or for foreign militaries even. That um, There's some that say, and I've seen some weird photos. I haven't necessarily seen these myself, but um, and I always kind of look. Yeah. That sometimes on the back, there'll be a small panel in the bottom corner or there'll be something on the front that is, it's kind of, when you look at it, you don't know what it means, but what it is is there's little parts that say, if you go this way, this direction for five miles, there's a hospital. Or if you go this way in this direction, there's an armory. Whoa. And there's this back there. And there's people that have actually documented all this stuff and, and kind of figured out what some of it means. Holy crap. And it, it, the theory is, is that it's for either our military, but most of our military, you know, I mean, people... They, they probably already know where everything is. This would be like, this would go along with the theory of bringing in foreign troops to control martial law because they won't be affected by shooting their own countrymen. Wow. And these are different symbols and signs and stuff on road high, or highway signs directing them around the country. Dude, this is intense. Like, I have never, ever heard this. This is really cool. I think I I definitely think we should touch on that um, for a yes, I'm gonna this have, is one that goes topic. along with a lot of other ones. This is just like a you know a little part of 
bigger things, probably. Well, I was going to say, though, is there some form of connection between these road signs or whatever and um, that new training exercise? What the hell is it called? What's it Jade called? Jade Helm. Jade Helm, thank you. Is there is there a connection between that? Because I know you you mentioned martial there law. There could be. There could be. And um, I don't believe Jade Helm is what they presented as. What is that? And there are reports, and there have been a lot in the past, but there, there are reports that I've heard of. There's a certain base in the south that they have 50,000 Russian troops at. People wow. have seen them. Oh, people and, have, like, seen and, this. Yeah. Okay. And then there's Walmart shutting down in certain areas. Now, I, I saw just, that. I it, literally it, just looking through this Jim Mars book from <laughs> um, 2008. Yeah. That I was looking at the roadside thing, and there's a quote from somebody in there, or the road sign. There's a quote from somebody in there talking about Walmart garden centers and how they're constructed to be detention centers. Right. Now, I've seen this. This was from, like, uh, you know, seven years ago. Wow. And now there's these Walmarts sitting down where they're doing the operations. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because, like, there's these big Walmart stores that are shutting down at different places in the country, but they're all shutting down for the same reason, plumbing problems. Plumbing. Plumbing. Which is weird because plumbing doesn't seem like that big of an issue. Not not an issue to fix shut plumbing. it down. Yeah, fix the plumbing. Call Roto World. <laughs> call Roto Rooter and call it good. But it doesn't seem like a problem that would uh, shut down an entire store. To, to me, no, absolutely. I mean, when you're standing in the middle of the Walmart, any plumbing that's in there is along the walls. Is where, along like, exactly are. exactly. Plus, doesn't Walmart sell plumbing stuff? Maybe. Can't they fix it their own goddamn yeah. self, Mike? <laughs> I think they do. I think they do sell plumbing stuff. So yeah, they technically could. They could probably do it themselves. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. But no, like this Jade Helm stuff is. I'm not. Uh, I'm not aware of this Jade Helm. Can yeah, Mike doesn't. Two, Mike doesn't uh, know what Jade Helm a is. More on- it's a. It's an operation going on in. I think it's eight or nine states. It just kicked off a couple weeks ago, and it's supposed to go till September. And the official line is that they are practicing certain tactics to use overseas. But most of what people have seen, it's they're actually. Um. Well, what they're, they're saying is they need to learn how to be invisible in an urban environment. Like? Or be, conduct operations in a, in a town or a city and not have the people in that town know about it. Exactly. And, um, but it, it's weird because a lot of people are reporting all these different things. You know, it's on. funny because... So they're not doing their goddamn jobs. <laughs> but it's funny, though, because yeah. I was talking to... Uh, our buddy Connor Hopkins. And he said that, you know, all these places around his town, um, these roads are being shut off uh, so they can raise the uh, the overpasses or underpasses or whatever the fuck you want to call them. They're raising them up like a matter of five or six feet so these military trucks can get through easier. And people around his town are just freaking the fuck out because now they're talking... Oh, it's all a part of this Jade Helm thing. It's Jade Helm. It's Jade Helm. So, 
I don't know. There's a sheriff in Texas that I heard on a conspiracy show that claimed that in his town, the military brought in rail cars with shackles in them. And there have been a lot of these rail cars, supposedly, that are being transported to these places. Yeah. But, I mean, you can buy a rail car for, like, five grand. I mean, in in perspective, it's really not that expensive, you know. But you can totally get them for your damn self. Put them in your yard (laughs) or do whatever. Um, It's interesting, though. Um, But, yeah, I do know a lot of people are are freaking out about this because the end date uh, is, like you said, in September sometime, I believe the end of September, and that's supposedly right when... your video release. Yeah, right around when we're going to release the movie, but it's it's weird because a lot of people are saying, you know, that's when, you know, martial law will be instated. Well, there's a lot there's, of things. But there's also a comment... Yeah, there's also like yeah. a comet that's supposedly coming at that exact same time. I mean, just there's, weird there's, shit. There's ancient prophecies and there's prophecies from now, or like relative recent time, that all point to September, October of this year. Right. As well as, um, oh, what is the name of that? There's a predictive computer that even predicted like 9-11 and some other stuff and I don't remember what the name of that computer system is um, it's pointing towards something there but it's I don't know like I me personally I think you know we always have these doom and gloom prophecy type things where they give us a date or a specific yeah. time or whatever and you know that date or time period you know comes and it goes and then we have to move on to a new a new thing to scare the shit out of us. Um, and I would hope that this is the exact same. But right now we've got like four different things that are going to kill us all at the end of September, supposedly. So it the could thing be interesting. The comet or asteroid is we're close enough to the time when this is supposed to happen that even amateur uh, astronomers would be able to spot it. Uh, like And know that it's coming. Know so that it's on its be- way be something that can be secret. If it was a couple years out, then maybe only the military or the government would have the capability of spotting it and tracking it. But it would be, if, it, if it's something that would were to hit, that would be here in a couple of months, at least I've heard this theory before on other things, that we would be able to, even our, a guy in the backyard with a a higher end telescope would be able to spot it. Sure, they would have a very hard time keeping it a secret. That's interesting. Um, I don't know. I guess I guess time will tell, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I don't know. Personally, I hope we're we're all still around. Well, I don't. But... Mike's just like, yeah, kill us all. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'm just starting a new job on Monday. I really don't feel like <laughs> it. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no thanks. Um, hey, Jason, have you ever heard of the um, the theory that there's one world, you know, basically one world government, and there's one 
World Army, One World Bank um, theory that, you know, like the United States, the reason why the United States gets involved in so many wars is because the United States is that one world army. and uh, Or at least the head of it. The head of it. Right. Um, and that the Fed, the One World Bank is, is, you know, the Swiss bank. Oh. Have you ever heard? Well, I mean, I've heard of many different adaptations of that. I mean, personally, I think the United States government is too inept in its form, at least public form, to pull anything off. I think that what, if there is a entity or a group, such as like the Bilderberg Group or Bohemian Grove, or right. those are known ones. I don't think these are ones, if there is a, a one world thing that's controlling everything, I don't think, I don't think we see it. And I don't think it has to do with our president or our Senate or... No. I don't either. I think or, it's beyond I think it's them. A, it's above that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's way above their pay grade. <laughs> That's uh, why nine eleven stuff. I'm to- I'm really torn on it. I love reading about it. I, I do too. I mean, yeah, it's that controversial to talk about. But I I don't think that our president could pull that off. Well, especially a dumbass like him. I'm sorry, but he was a he moron. He went to Yale. Yeah, he went to Yale. Congratulations. I could buy my way into that shit, too, if I had the money. But, you know, shit. Well, one thing about Bush, and, I, you know, I, I, I look at both parties as the enemy or whatever. Yeah. I don't really fall in line with the party. But one thing about Bush is when he was out of the public eye, yeah. he was very charismatic exactly and i've read that the reason he came off as you know an imbecile or whatever <laughs> when he was public speaking was yeah. because he was nervous about make. he ended up doing it anyways but he was yeah. nervous about making the presidency look bad because he didn't want to be a joke but yeah. he kind of became a joke but he kind of did yes do that but i don't so i don't believe he was an idiot i think he unintentionally did that but that being said I don't agree with most of the stuff he did, but I don't. I still don't think any president could pull something off like that and not have people know that it came from them. Yeah, not not of that magnitude, not something that big, because that's huge. Yeah, yeah but what, where's the best place to hide stuff? Right in plain sight. Yeah, right in the open. Uh, that's maybe maybe people you know don't believe that the government could have done it because it was right in the open but maybe that's the easiest way to hide it was to just do it and then oh we didn't do it how could we that's true it's very very true i mean that's this whole field even the (laughs) the paranormal it's all everything's so out in the open and or not so out in the open but everything's so up in the air yes unexplained and that's why we're talking about it yeah, I think it's important to talk about it, you know? As a human being, a human species, we need definites. We need answers. Our mind well, one. our mind works in definites. That's how our brain works. Um, we see a tree and we know it's green. And if it's red, we want to know why, because it's fall. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. that, but we want to know, we need to know answers. That's why gossip works as well as it does. And when there's stuff open up in the, you know, in the air, we need to grasp it and figure out why. That was very poetic yes. and beautiful. Sorry. No, I love and it. The majority of the people in the U.S. are 
asleep or they don't want to know or they think it's un-American to question these things. I mean, even my wife, But that's if I talk about 9-11 and the fact that maybe somebody in our government caused it or the Sandy Hook stuff, you know, they think... Um, not necessarily un-American, but how can you say that because those kids were killed, you know? Why would our government or the people taking care of us, so to speak, would do right. something like that? Yeah, but the And th- it's not necessarily that she doesn't believe in that possibility. It's that, or other people, it's that they don't want to believe because it's scary. They don't even want to look at it because it scares them. The funny, you know, Jason, you mentioned that it's un-American to believe something like that. The funny thing is, our whole entire, uh, you know, United States is based on is based on that ch- on challenging, you know. If it, it specifically says uh, in the the Declaration of Independence, it's your God-given duty to overthrow a corrupt government, overthrow yeah. it, and it is a duty that is put on the people of the United States. I mean, in here we are. We're not doing. I mean, any but of most that. people don't even know who the vice president is, so they're not going to know that kind of stuff. You know, it's exactly. just an anecdote from the past, isn't it? Chuck Biden. <laughs> it's Chuck Biden, right? Right? Isn't that it? <laughs> uh, I, I believe his name's Joe. <laughs> I was close. We were we were close. Damn it! No, I think, um, but I do think that this uh, once a month, this conspiracy show is going to rock. Ass. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and I do think that we... I mean, the conspiracy show might be considerably longer <laughs> than than a normal ectoplasm show, which is totally fine. Um, is there any way we can call uh, Jesse Ventura to be we, a yeah, we should Yeah, we should get Jesse Ventura on here, but maybe not. Jesse Ventura, <laughs> yes, he loves to talk about this stuff. He does. But I actually have his book right here. And oh, really? Yes. He, um, yes, I personally, I don't trust either side of the government, but him, as well as Jim Mars and some of the other ones, I'm not trying to call them out or whatever, but they all lean to one side. They all yes. lean to the Democratic side, so they don't even look at anything they might do. Correct. Correct. Which I think is the wrong way to look it at it. It is the wrong way to look at Plus, it. Plus, Jesse's a little bit of a wildcat, man. He lives in Mexico now. Um, the fact that when he leaves his house, he has one driver take him to a uh, like a hotel and a car behind the hotel. He hops into that car. They take him to another building, and then Jesse hops into another car. That, and none of those drivers, know, so nobody knows exactly where he's at. That's intense. Yeah. I had no idea he did that. Yeah, he lives completely off the grid. He is a wild man. I think maybe he uh, did. He look too far into the abyss. I, I just, I just think too many uh, repeated blows to that real wrestling on the mat um, <laughs> too, maybe knocks something too, loose. Too many, too many hits. Too many concussions or whatever. But no, it's uh, it's interesting though. And you know what? Honestly, like I think we could try it. <laughs> to hell with it. We could try it. Fuck it. I'll see if he uh, see if he answers us. I'll call up Todd. And Tyler. There is one. There is one that I think we should try to talk to, and it's, it's not even that like big of a conspiracy. It's one we didn't even bring up. Yeah. That, um, actually, Scott Nelson mentioned at the end of his presentation at the conference on Friday night, and that's the missing 411, the cover-up of people disappearing in our right. national parks. 
It, oh yeah. There's a, and um so how how it goes is there's a ton of people since I forget how long this has been going on now. Since like the sixties first started, yeah. Okay, okay. Um and from specifically from national parks or state parks. But people are disappearing by the droves of people just disappearing. And some of them um, are found days later or hours later or whatever, but have crossed a distance that seems damn near impossible. To and crossed. a lot of them are children yes. climbing cliffs and stuff. Crossing, apparently. Yeah, crossing bodies of moving water and cliffs and, and things of that nature. I mean, stuff that would be very, very difficult for a child to do. I know that. Well, yeah, and people people disappear in, in parks all the time. I mean, right. it's going to happen. People going out in the woods, they're not going to come back sometimes. I forgot. I didn't but know. the biggest part is that the, the the denial of the magnitude of it. Yes. You know, sometimes you can walk in a park and not bring your little popcorn trail and get lost in the trail, and you backtracked an hour. This is missing for, what, Three, four. Well, we're talking days, days months, months, and some of them are just are gone. Some of them are just gone. Um, and it's it's weird, but no, do, I think that do, would be a good thing to, so, to talk about. Do they know? Okay, so when they are fr- uh, uh, that guy has been doing a lot of podcast interviews, like the one I was just listening to, had him on next. Oh, sweet! And so maybe we could possibly contact him. And Scott Nelson knows him personally. Uh, let's so get a, let's get a hold of Scott. To do. I think we get a hold of Scott, and then we can uh, we can do that. The, these uh, children or you know people when they're found, do they even know what's going on? Do they know what happened? Can they? Some of them don't, and some of them like talk about being like the kids specifically. A few of them talked about because it was cold outside when they disappeared, being enveloped by the mother bear and kept warm while they traveled to a different part. Whoa. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's very weird. So, no, I think that's a great idea. I think we should talk about it. Um, we were Jason and I at the conference were actually looking at these four one one books because it's so massive and there's, the cases are so huge that they literally had to split the book up into two books. And so, there's four so what, oh, there's four books now. Okay, so it's basically like you know what's ever east of the Mississippi and west of the Mississippi and, and things like that. Um, but how much were those books going for? Like 200 bucks a piece? Well, Scott was going to look into that for me because on Amazon, some yeah. of them are ranging from 75 to $200, but he thinks that that's people reselling. He's going to let me know if the person guy, the guy that actually wrote them, his name's Nick, okay. sells them for cheaper and it's just other people. Well, I think it might be beneficial to find a guy yeah. that would sell them for that much. Yeah, I think maybe it, we should start a pot and throw in some money. <laughs> we should all start a one. pot and get one of the books. Pick a good one. But uh, I think I think what we should do though is uh, I don't know. Like I don't I don't know. We should yeah maybe talk to him or go to a Barnes and Noble and see if we can get our hands on that because I'm sure it's not two hundred dollars at a bookstore. Yeah, I would like to mention to the listeners out there, if they're interested in this, to go to Kickstarter and type in Missing 411 Movie because they're working on a movie and they hit their goal. But the more they can raise, the better they can do the production of the movie. And it's still up for like 10 more days. Oh, very cool. And there's there's like a three-minute trailer where they're interviewing people 
um, actual people that have had people disappear, and it's really emotional. Yeah. Now, I mean, and to be clear, this is not some Hollywood production. This is a documentary-style run-and-gun film. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's going to be very, very, very realistic. Not like Super Troopers 2 Kickstarter. No, and they got their funding in like two minutes. I paid for it. Did you? Oh, yeah. That a boy. That a boy. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm going to wrap up the episode. Um, and I hope everybody is doing well. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Mike, thank you as well. Um, but yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, at ectoplasmshow on Twitter, and the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. And hope you guys have a great weekend, and we will talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out. Peace out.